Hey everybody, this is Chad Prather, the very special guest of an all-new Graham Allen's Dear America podcast. Get ready to have your world rock because we're about to have some fun. America, and we hope you enjoyed our very special guest, Chad Prather, who will be on the show. You will hear our interview with him later on. Um, it's the new year. It's 2020. 2020. It's the first Dear America podcast of 2020. And we thought that we would talk about, obviously, the Iran, President Trump stuff going on, the Ricky Gervais uh, Golden Globe Awards last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, we hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Yes. Yes. Happy you had a New fantastic year. New Year. I know that me and Alyssa spent pretty much two straight weeks away yes. with the kids. Uh, but we were in South Carolina. We had some good times. I got to shoot my new bow from Hoyt that was actually a hookup of our friends, Kip Campbell, over at Red oh, Arrow Weapons. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So, um, and the kids got their bows. Yeah, the so. kids got their bows. We had a good time. So shout out to Red Arrow Weapons. Uh, if you guys want uh, rifles, things like that, they are definitely the group to go to. They are fighting the battle in Virginia right now yeah. and the attack of our Second Amendment rights. So make sure you go and support those guys. Um, Jake. Yeah. What would you think of Florida, man? Jay got to go to SAS down in West Palm Beach. What you think? was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard one negative response from anyone about not enjoying SAS. Was that yeah. y'all's first time to mm-hmm. see, like, me speak, one, and, like, two, yeah, the fandom? Not I'll not see. in a situation like that. You haven't? Yeah, not in that front of that many people. Well, yeah, not that. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, be your biggest crowd. Yeah, far. it's a cool time. It's a cool time. Uh, 5,000 people just sitting in attendance. Uh, you know, it was All pretty full cool. Of energy, Trump excited, was awesome. Trump was amazing. <gasps> yeah, I was say, are you going to announce? I didn't know if you wanted to or not. Graham Allen made a promise to myself when I first started this three years ago. I said that by 2020, the president of the United States will know who I am. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that at SAS down in Florida, I finally got to meet President Yay. Trump. I finally got to do it. It was an amazing time. And the Jealous. president I know, me too. knew <laughs> my <laughs> name. He That's knew who awesome. I was. He cool. said, Graham Allen, love your work. Um, he talked about my your muscles, my muscles <laughs> and then said I was a very good looking guy. And, and so, he is. That's so true. most people take, you know, the stere- it was the stereotypical White House pick. Uh, you're not allowed to take your phones when you meet the president. You're just not allowed to. They make you leave the phones. And um, most people take the standard stereotypical by him with the thumbs up kind of thing um and so right before the picture got taken i i borderline whispered in the president's ear and i was like can i put my arm around you sir <laughs> and he said of course you can and so my picture when i get it i can't wait to post it the white house has to send it to you um anyway i'm like all up on the president like you know thumbs up so it's pretty cool, That's so cool. Um, i'm know, told jealous. it can take a while sometimes for you to get it from the white house sure. because they have to like look and make sure you're not doing white supremacist signs right. and stuff with the computers. Yeah, yeah make sure computers this is okay. That. So at some point, I am going to have a picture to prove Yay. that I hung out with the president. Um, but, That's awesome. But man. man, look, let me tell you something. He was the nicest guy. I got a solid like three minutes to talk to him. And some of you are like, That's it. That's for the lot. free for the leader of the free world, three minutes with the president, like with no one else there. It was literally just me and him yeah, of awesome. a group of eight people that got to meet him. It was cool, man. I mean, it was it was yeah. really cool. He guessed I was That's from Alabama. Awesome. I had to tell him I was from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, anyway, awesome dude. Very down to earth. Uh, shook my hand like a man. Uh, you know, it was a good time. I've heard rumors that Obama shook kind nice. of <laughs> I've heard that Ladies from a person up. that met both presidents. They said Maybe he was Obama sick. was rumored to have kind of a dainty handshake. <laughs> I bet Michelle's was a little tighter than his. Oh, be nice. I <laughs> bet <Stop>. Michelle. <laughs> 
It, shake, shake a hand. You see those videos? You see, <laughs> you see those Straighten slapping up. contest videos? Slap I just, yeah. You, you haven't seen the slapping contest videos? Oh, when they just slap yeah, each other? Yeah, where they slap the yeah. crap out of yeah, each other. Yeah. I imagine Michelle has like a man hand. Oh. Just bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Knocks okay. Barack around. All right. So speaking of President Trump, we would, you know, we were originally just going to play Chad's interview today, but, mm. you know, with everything that's been going on in the yeah. past four or five days, it's been crazy. We, we just, we, we got to talk about this stuff, man. Uh, so um, if you have been living under a literal rock the past four or five days, as my phone starts going off, anyway, President Trump, Actually, let's back up. Our U.S. embassy in Iraq mm. was stormed by force. All right. Uh, thankfully, we did not have a Benghazi situation happen, yes, um, and we were able to maintain control yep. in uh, in, our, in Baghdad specifically. Uh, Trump immediately responds and sends five thousand. Wasn't it five thousand troops yeah. or four thousand troops? Yeah, anyway, like the point is, unlike Obama and Hillary Clinton in Benghazi, we have a lot of personal friends that live through Benghazi. So this is especially um, in the fields for yeah, us because we are friends. We've had in-depth conversations with three guys that lived through that where Obama and Hillary Clinton refused to send aid and help to Benghazi. And people died. That is what yeah. happened. People died. It, it was it was horrible. And President Trump was not about to let that happen on his watch. So he sends troops out there. Um, anyway, so everything's all fine and good, you know. And then all of a sudden, come to find out that a Trump-ordered U.S. strike to Baghdad was um, approved, was launched. Uh, I don't know what the actual term is for when you shoot missiles at something. Launched, I would I mean, yeah. Launched, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I always imagine that, like, the White House in the Oval Office has, like, this red button that comes out of the out of the desk, and they just, the uh, boom they just hit it. Boom, yeah. done. Um, I could just see, like, Trump doing a, like, address the nation. He's, like, hand hovering over the button. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. So, and it comes to find out that in this precision strike, Soleimani, 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 I, I don't I think care. I don't care it's enough to know salami. Salami. Yeah. yeah, I don't care enough to know the exact pronunciation. But either salami. way, um, dies, and this is Iran's number two guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it would be someone described it to me. It'd be like somebody murdering uh, or taking out the vice president. It's the same equivalent kind, kind of kind of hit. Yeah. Um, and so let's address. Why this was not an act of war and why it was okay. Mm. And let's address the reactions. But before we do, let's get into a sponsor. Speaking of protecting yourself, mm-hmm. uh, since that's what President Trump did, we have Simply Safe here in our home right now. Uh, it is the protection um, security system that we use. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I use it. Da-da-da. No, we really have it. And our doors ding every time they open, mm-hmm. and our kids every morning, without fail, set off the alarm because they open the doors to go outside or something. And I, I like haven't our house turned is always singing because they come in and out, which is wonderful because oh, they play outside a lot. But man. Ding, ding. I don't know what the normal like open close rate is for security systems. Our kids have got to be testing it out anyway <laughs> simply save home security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security but for your own home think about the security fortune 500 companies use they need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately this is exactly the kind of security you get with simply safe i recently had my truck broken into mm-hmm. but you know where they didn't break into the house point made Drop mic. Drop mic. <laughs> All right. If there is a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the same crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than a normal burglar. Burglary? Burglar alarm. <laughs> It is all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set it up, your system, yourself, with no tools needed. It just sticks to the wall. Yeah. It's and then like, it doesn't fall. It's like miracle impressed. glue. Yeah. It just sticks to the wall. Hmm. 
Um, no tools are needed or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash dear America today to get your free shipping on your order plus a 60 day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash dear America to save on your home security today. Simplysafe.com slash dear America. All right, so now you know, let's kind of break this down. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, yesterday I went on Fox News to discuss this, mm-hmm. and um, people have been, people have been really tagging me on this hit because it was a good hit. I uh, I and I'm honest, you I'm know, really honest. It was I, a good hit. I, I said something on there that I think you guys need to hear if you haven't heard it already. So we hear AOC and other Democrats tweeting out that the president committed an act of war doing this. I think this needs to be very clear right this second. Trying to take over a U.S. embassy by force is an act of war. Sending a precision strike Mm -hmm. into Baghdad to deter future acts of aggression and just so happening to take out Iran's number two guy, that is not an act of war. That's a nice shot. That's a nice shot. Nice shot. That's awesome. People have been wanting that on T-shirts. They've been retagging. Uh, nice shot. It's trending uh, in most places now. It's number one trending in the world. I'm just kidding. That's not true. But, <laughs> um, but it was just one of those moments, man, uh, that, that that's just rang out. So that's what I believe and that's what I feel. So let's talk about the calls from AOC. Ugh. Ilhan Omar, who Ilhan Omar now is trying to sponsor a bill to go to vote in the House, basically uh, to tie President Trump's hand to if Iran escalates, Trump can't escalate back kind of thing. That, that, no, no, that's really what's happening right this second. Um, so people are saying it's an act of war that Donald Trump did, and he didn't have congressional authorization to do it. Well, first of all, the president doesn't need congressional authorization to do anything if actions are happening in aggressive nature, by forceful nature, against Americans. Correct. Not against the land of America, per se, which an embassy of a country is considered the land of the country. Yep. Which was exactly what was going on. They tried to take over our embassy by force. Some idiot texted me, not texted me, that'd be weird, tweeted at me that uh, we had no business shooting a missile into Iran in the first place. Well, first of all, dummy. Smart guy. We didn't shoot Shoot a missile missile into Iran. We shot a missile into Baghdad where they were trying to aggressively and by force take over our embassy. Mm -hmm. And we just so happened to kill Iran's number two guy in Baghdad. We didn't shoot a missile into Iran. We shot a missile to where people were trying to take over the American embassy. And wouldn't you know it, this guy, Soleimani, mm-hmm. happened to be there, and that's why it turned out to be a nice shot. Yeah. This dude was bad. But it's not just Who him. Was. Who was the girl who's been under fire? The girl who's like apologizing to Iran for all Oh, these. Rose McGowan. Yes. I mean, Disgusting. I just can't. And, but then after her. It's, Charmed. I thought. The people on Charmed were oh, horrible I, Well, people. I thought it was just her, but then other people have come out of the woodworks just like, oh, for Iran, well, for this guy, we're killing. And yeah. I'm sitting here going, do y'all not realize we have another, it could have been a Benghazi they, situation? They let their hate for Trump blind That's any what I have to believe. People hate Donald Trump more that. than they hate terrorists yeah. just 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 some made some minor like facts for you guys really quick about who this guy was that we took out okay the world is a better place with him gone mm-hmm. all right Agreed. this guy had ties to benghazi this guy had ties to 9-11 through filtering terrorists uh through afghanistan mm-hmm. this guy was responsible for the trying to overtake our u.s embassy in baghdad mm-hmm. he is linked to not questionable. This is 100% verified. Over 600 yeah. American yeah. deaths. And you know what and a lot of people are doing is saying, well, he helped us kill ISIS. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait. He had his own reasons for wanting to take out ISIS. Oh, and it was a power thing. It's not because he felt, you know, radical Islam's bad. No, it was. This is. I can my, have more power. Yeah, this is. If this my guy area. goes out of the way, territorial. I mean, yes, exactly. I'll fact check this, but apparently he posted this. Um, this is an actual Instagram image he posted. Let me see this thing here. 
Oh, yeah, of him blowing up the White House? Yeah, yeah. and it says, we will crush the USA under our feet, blowing up the White House. And yet, somehow, Americans are defending this man. Yeah. And exactly. that's what that's what blows my mind. That's what, remember how you said, and I think I told you when it first came out, you know, we, we sh- if anything happened, I feel like we should be united over this. Americans being killed bad. Yeah. Like, at least we could be united finally and agree over that. Yeah. And it really, truly kind of blew me away that we are actually divided on this. We live right. in a sissified victimhood mentality generation where people are so afraid that standing up for ourselves may lead to war that they would just rather have people walk all over. So well, let me tell you something right this second. War is inevitable. War is going to happen all the time. Does America want war? Absolutely no, not. Nobody but wants But these war. colors behind me right here mm. don't run, baby. And we don't want war. But by God, if you want to step up to the United States, we will kill you. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. You can raise your little blood Iranian flag on top of your Capitol building or whatever it is. And all we're going to do okay. is thunder slap you in the face with a majestic shade of red, white, and blue. And we will kill you mm-hmm. if you step up to us that's what being a country is all about you can't let people walk all over you right. because you're worried that you might actually have to do something and for those of you that are worried about world war three trust me we're not going to recruit any of y'all no way yeah. because we would lose with you because yeah. there's no frappa latte mocha cappuccinos or whatever in war and we don't need you with your game of thrones call of duty playing no good self-absorbed entitled degenerate selves i can't stand you Um, every single one of you is a slap in the face to american pride and culture our greatest generation that's still alive even in their wheelchair would slap you right in your mouth because every one of you suck sorry and and their messiah mr obama Drop thousands of bombs over Syria. Well, it's so hypocritical and Iraq. because yeah. you're right. I have to believe it's the hatred for Trump. It has to call, be. I don't because yeah. there's no. Thank you for bringing up Obama, but Alyssa, read what you want to read really. Oh, quick, okay. Go I was just going to gonna share this because I think it brings it back to more real life to have someone who's actually been there. So my friend actually sent me this and said that I could share it. Um, Delane Grogan wrote me this as someone, which is her, that was living in Iran during the hostage crisis falling of the Shah. I had guns pointed in my face. I was maybe three, four years old. And she remembers a lot from this. Our house was blown up shortly after we were told to move to the Hilton. Tanks going up and down the street. My sister's school bus was blown up after she got off it. We were snuck out of the country in the middle of the night and had to leave my dad behind. Iranians have always hated Americans, even the Americans that were there to help like my dad. I'm having to stay away from social media during this. That was 40 plus years ago. I experienced what I did and not much much has changed until now, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the president taking a stand. And she said, hashtag survivor, hashtag Iran from Iran, hashtag I am history. And I just think it's very powerful to share someone who's actually been there because all these people are talking like the lady who's it was what's her face that said that she was a hostage in America yeah what was her name again that was Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan thank you yeah. I just keep forgetting her name I didn't two out of the How three you sisters go over there? Charmed are pieces of garbage <laughs> alright I don't know what the other one is because I never really hear about, about her about that show don't man. even know her name man but every major actor on Charmed just has turned out to be a horrible human but being but they talk nonsense you are not a hostage you can get on your right. jet you can go to Iran and you can see what it really looks like to live there so I just thought her words were so yeah. powerful because yeah. she has experienced it and bring up Obama real quick I just wanted to say uh, you see videos of people celebrating in Iran. Yeah, and then yes, you see, they're glad he's dead. And then you see the opposite. It's kind of like America. We're split 50-50. I feel like Iran is split like that, too. Half their country sick of the I think corruption. It, I think it's like 60-20. I think, it's it might, like might be more. 60, 20. I think the 20% just has 60, such 20. biggest <laughs> mouth. They, they have, they are, the sorry. The other 20 doesn't care. 20, dear Lord. 60, 20, 20. Man, I see. They make me so mad. All right. It's 80, 20. Sorry. It might, the other 20% just wants the whole world want, to burn. Yeah. Anyway, sure. all right. Yeah, might on be. Out. They're just the loudest ones. So, real quick, and we got to move this along because we got Chad yes, coming up in a little bit. But Colin Kaepernick, Did not get a job with the NFL, Uh, and the NFL has even announced that they're moving on from Kaepernick in general. It's never going to happen. So he, of course, in light of taking out Soleimani, Soleimani, whatever the crap his name is, says that basically he accuses the U.S. military of uh, American imperialism. 
or something like that. Basically saying that America has based their whole existence around enslaving and murdering brown and black people. I, I bet you Candace Japanese Owens, people wouldn't like to hear that. Yeah, Candace yeah. Owens says it best. Do you know what Iran used to be? Persia. Persia. Iran used to be. You want to talk about people, a, 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 gener, a, a lifetime of a country or a land that has spent their entire lives enslaving brown people. Yeah. Thousands of years. Persia. It would be Persia. Look, I know America's history is not perfect. I know that. I know that. Some people would claim it was 400 years of slavery. Um but if you look at places like Iran, look at places like China, and all this stuff is going on, you want to talk about thousands of years yeah. of slavery that has occurred. Still going Everybody, on. That's still going on. So for you to, to sit there and not only degrade America, but to degrade the men and women who wear uniforms, mm-hmm. I personally think Colin Kaepernick's American citizenship should be revoked, and he should be bought a one-way <laughs> ticket to Iran. But freedom of speech. That's freedom not of the speech. Of course it's freedom of speech, but my God, when do you, when do you stop? Again, though, yeah, I, I, have to, I have to think. It's for attention. Like, you can't... I think he's a moron. I hope so, because I just don't see how people are coming to these conclusions. He's a paid race baiter. Well, that's what, what it feels Kaepernick like. Is. He is a paid race well, like baiter. Rose McGowan or McGowan, whatever. Yeah. I know. I don't even know her name McEwen. either. I don't even know, I don't know who know. it was. <laughs> McGowan. Rose McEwen is listening to this going, what McEwen? the I didn't do that? anything. That's what I thought when I read her tweet is like, she should lose her citizenship. You know? <laughs> yeah. But obviously we can't Again, we are not saying that that really should happen. But man, We're just if you talking hate it about so much. Good Lord. Yeah. Speaking of hate, so let's move on here because we got to keep it going. This has happened since pretty much yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so Iran, and, and it's it's... It is 50-50. If you go to the fact check places, it's 50-50. This is what did happen, okay? There were lawmakers in Iran that said $80 million for Donald Trump's head. That did happen. Good luck. Now, what has not happened is Iran has not officially said as a country, yeah, we want the president dead. However, uh, George Lopez and other Americans that I say in quotation marks are not only sending Iran pictures of like exact addresses of, well, everybody knows where the white house is, uh, but Mar-a-Lago, uh, they're like actually what? circling it, sending it, you know, the address. Uh, can they stuff. do that? Or is that a crime? Against- George Lopez comments on his official verified account and says 80 million for the president's head. I'll do it for half. Are you kidding me? I didn't me? know no, that. No, that's a real thing. You you guys don't I know that? No, I did that. not see that. Yeah, hold on. But can you do that? I mean, no, I get freedom of speech, but shouldn't he be arrested? Like, oh, I thought no, you couldn't. That, that's entertaining. I can't believe I didn't know this. I did not hear that. Well, has anything happened to him? I, I don't know. This just happened just the other day. I mean, that's like, what about a bomb threat in school? Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, saying, yeah, I'll do it for 20 bucks. And I get like, oh, it could be funny, but that's too far. Listen to this bull crap. So I just clicked on this. This is Newsweek. Comedian George Lopez under fire for Instagram joke uh-huh. about 80 million bounty for Trump's head. Um, there, yes, 58 year old comic wrote, we'll do it for half. Wow. Responding to an Instagram, po- a joke. A jo- this is, sound like this a joke. is the problem. Mainstream media tries to push it as, oh, he was just telling a joke. Yeah, what about if Phil Obama was president? Oh, oh I can't even And Graham said, God. I'll do it for half. Anyway, but this is what's, <laughs> this is what's really going on. Right now, today. There is at least some sanctions of Iran, some some parts of Iran that are willing to pay 80 million for our president's head. And there are Americans in quotations, uh, because I don't believe you really to be so, that are wanting to help. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what's crazy to me is I really think they almost would appreciate a World War Three just so they can be right. And yeah. I'm like, that's how far so, well, we've come. They'll have to borrow somebody's gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's been learn, going yeah, around, too, those memes to about you want everything, the women's uh-huh. rights, yeah. until war. And it's like, oh, I'll anyway, make your sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen. I because I'm a girl. <laughs> right now, and we've got to move on because Chad Prather is showing up in just a couple minutes. But it, it, it needs to be said that right now is a time that Americans should be standing together. Of course, America does not want war. But by God, yeah. we're not running from war. And then. Obama, I said I'd come back to that. Mm-hmm. I wonder where Iran got $80 million to put on President Trump's head. Maybe it's the $1.4, $1.7 billion in yeah. unmarked bills and pallets yeah. that you sent Iran yeah. because you're a piece of garbage and have no backbone, and you're one of the worst, if not the worst, presidents ever. Yep. 
But we have to get into a sponsor. Speaking of protecting yourself, We the People holsters. A lot of people tagged me over the holidays from your new We the People holsters. Nice. Everybody was satisfied. Nobody bought my face. Though. Oh, really? I was upset about that, or at no. least they didn't tag me. But either way, We I'm the People holsters. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me as I die. We the People holsters is a company that you should support because they have supported us and they have refused to back down in yeah. their support of this For show. Which we're thankful. So support the brands that support us because there are a lot of holsters to choose from. Some are good, some not so good, but We The People holsters are the brand I trust, starting at just $37. We The People holsters are custom-made right here in America. Their designs are made in-house, and they even have their own 3D design team that can make you a holster with my face on it. (laughs) (laughs) Their unique and intuitive design allows for you to easily adjust both the can't and ride. I love that that line, the the can't can't and and the ride. Of your holster like so that you will fit comfortably yeah. and securely at all times. Seriously, if you are a caring American, We the People Holsters is who you need. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, and get yours today. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Enter the offer code Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, and receive an additional $10 off your order. Defend the Constitution and support a great American business. Satisfaction guaranteed. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now is the moment that you've been waiting for. Our guest, Chad Prather. Now, this is a pre-recorded interview that we got with Chad at SAS in West Palm Beach, Florida. He was nice enough to actually forget that. Chad's a friend. He was obligated <laughs> to come and hang out with us. Um, but anyway, I have to say that he was so nice to spend his time. To, no, you That's owe lovely. us, Chad. Anyway, you owe us. All right. no, seriously, Chad Prather is a great guy yeah. and you'll see why we love him so much if you don't already know who it is. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Prather. Hey. hey! What's going on, America? And as you heard from the start, we have a very special guest, our good okay. friend, one of my best friends, Amazing. the only one who wears a Dapper. cowboy hat more than he wears pants. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Chad Prather <laughs> is here. I literally, I got up this morning, I was in the hotel room, and I wanted to do a rant. Uh, I just had it on my you mind to do this that. thing I about that. Trademark. You, gonna, you own that one? Yeah, yep. I own that one. Um, I wanted to do a, I just wanted to get some stuff off my chest there about this go. impeachment thing. And so I was laying there in the bed because I'd only been asleep like two hours because that's what you do with events like this. Sure. Yeah. USA. And uh, I just got up and I thought, well, wonder, wonder if I could just do it pantsless. Like just put the cowboy hat on mm-hmm. and the T-shirt. With like, I, with but, like the heart underwear. But inevitably, I probably would. Like I like, there's I some probably, underage people here, Chad. You can't, you, there's okay, a lot. Yeah, this yeah. is a and this place is like came. a paradise for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, you look didn't. around here, five thousand oh, students no. at this event, and you realize why he started his whole fiasco in West Palm Beach. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Oh, that's true, huh? It's yeah. true. So this is where it whole this is where it all started. So the cool thing about this episode is obviously we're pre-taping this because we are at the yeah. largest gathering for young conservatives ever. All right, this is the second time it's happened, but it's the biggest one that's ever been. Yeah. It's an amazing thing, and it's really cool to see all this stuff. But uh, I'm excited for people to hear this because, Chad, I told you my idea that I have for my speech mm-hmm. when it's my time. And my goal is by the time everyone hears this episode, they will know what we're talking about because mm. it turned into this huge video. Oh, yeah. It's going to be I'm awkward gonna walk if it out on sta- <laughs> Yes, it's going to be very <laughs> awkward if it fails. I'm going to walk out on stage. And I'm going to get the crowd to help me make a Dear Nancy video for Nancy Pelosi. Guys, here we go. Don't make me laugh. Hello, Nancy. Can I, can I call you Nancy? You know, I saw what you and the lying, do-nothing Democrats did to our great president, Donald Trump. And I knew that you say that you claim for young America. But I happen to be here with thousands of my young American friends, and they have something they want to say. One, two, three!
Do you know what you're going to talk about? Do you know what you're going to say? I, you know, the weird thing about doing events like this is you have, what, 20, 30 minutes to go out there and really just sell your soul. Yeah. I had a campus minister back when I was at the University of Georgia a long time ago, and he used to say, tomorrow I die. In other words, I will never get to see these people ever again. Potentially, I'll, they'll never hear my voice again, so I better make sure that I'm saying the right message. Yeah. Right. So I... In, it, in a gist, yes, I know what I want to say, but uh, we'll see. In a gist, it's a little bit of the same thing every time, right? A little because, bit, yeah. Because we're conservatives. We're here at a conservative event. So most conservatives talk about pretty much the five or six basic things that you hear all the time. We all yeah. just say it our own ways. Mm-hmm. I'll probably talk about abortion at some point. I'm definitely going to talk about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is a huge deal is uh, this impeachment garbage just happened. Yeah. And so, you know, that's going to be a – I'm actually shocked that Glenn Beck didn't bring up the impeachment yeah, I stuff. I, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. thought for sure that's the direction he was going to go. Was well, definitely the direction. I'm going to go. Um, and I think it brings up a good point to talk about some of this stuff with impeachment. And I think it's okay to talk about this because this is not going anywhere. The yeah. Senate's not even going to bring it if Nancy Pelosi even brings it to the Senate, which mm-hmm. now she's holding out for some reason. They're not even going to do anything to it till January, mid-January yeah. or so. So one person told me this impeachment sham, this lie, this falsitude, if I may make up a word here. <laughs> Sounds um, pretty good. Yeah, falsitude. He's been saying that, these falsitudes I think it should be a real thing, a falsitude. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, is someone was telling me that impeachment is not something that should be agreed upon by everybody, right? Because right. it's such a serious thing. Yeah. So when you look at the votes, yay and nays for impeachment, I think Tulsi Gabbard voted present. Which present is pretty much the Congress equivalent of go jump off a bridge, pretty much. Every single Democrat voted yes. Every single Republican voted no. Yeah. That shows you that this is not really an impeachment yeah. battle. This is a political it's clearly partisan. agenda. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly let me, partisan let me put agenda. It this way. There is more debate amongst the family on whether or not we should put the dog down. Yeah. yeah. Then these people debated on whether they should oust a sitting yeah. Yeah. and That's duly true. elected president. Yeah. You know, I, I'm at a point now where I almost think, like, you're an Alabama fan. I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah. God bless the rest Sorry of you Mississippi you. people. But yeah. Whoa. here's the way I look that. at this thing at this point. You know how you – know, if you ever sat there and watched a football game and you're like, you know what, this is my team – but I don't know these guys personally. They, they might be the biggest jackasses on the planet. Right. Yeah, like, like LSU these guys people. might just be rude. Yeah. Yeah. Like LSU yeah. fans. I got yeah. you. I feel you. But <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like, like, I don't know. Like, I'm pulling for the team. Right. I don't know these right. guys individually. I'm just pulling for the team. Right. And so I get to a point where I'm almost feeling like we've gotten to a point of religious affiliation with our politics in that I don't care what we do. Mm-hmm. This is my team. Right. This is my team. And, and I'm disappointed with both conservatives. I just was visiting with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. He said we got to get more vitriolic in terms of how we come at the left. Yes. That's the only way to unify the country. I, and I, I have said that. You've got to put this yeah. nonsense down. Well, somebody was saying to me, like, ooh, we don't want to be the left. We don't yeah. want to be aggressive and mean and stuff. Was it I my mother? It, <clears throat> oh, really? goodness. Yeah. She doesn't, listen, Her, to she doesn't listen to podcasts, so I'll say this. We were watching Trump's <laughs> speech in Michigan last night. Careful. <clears throat> Daddy does. <laughs> and uh, Miss Carol was just basically saying how she thinks Trump's a narcissist and she oh, just is. can't stand sure. it all the but, time, which he is. But he's good but at what he does. But that's exactly so. what we need because yeah. I think that when people say things like that, they don't realize how nasty and evil and backstabbing it really is. Right. Like, like they believe in this utopian society of America that, you know, p- people just think when they think about uh, Abraham Lincoln and the slaves, they just think that everybody had a miraculous epiphany. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? We shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> no. It's not what happened. They were, they were blackmailing people to get votes the right way yeah. and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It has never been that. So Trump is exactly what we need. And unfortunately, the left has gone so extreme, so crazy, so violent in how they go about things. How else are we supposed to? I, I don't condone violence, but if we're not aggressive on the playing fields that they're playing war, and they're playing yeah. war with these very thousands of people that are here for this event, for the younger generations, then we're going to lose. Let me give you a couple of perspectives from, from kind of where my heart is right now, because you know, I look at this the deal, and first of all, you had Trump who supposedly 
talk to the Ukrainian president Zelensky, right? And he says, "Hey, help us out with something. Do us. We've a done favor. a lot for. We've done a lot for you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to continue doing a lot for. But I need you to do us a favor. Mm-hmm. Us a favor, not me a favor. Us right. a favor. I need you to look into something. Take a look at it." And so they said, obviously, that was quid pro quo. And then they vote in the House to impeach him. And this is going to be, this is avant-garde when this is being recorded. You're going to have heard a million people say yeah, this by true. the time sure. this comes out. But, but I'm revolutionary today. Here we go. That's right. Here we go. So then they said, okay, um, obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. And then you turn around two days later, Nancy Pelosi says, we're not releasing the articles of impeachment over to the Senate until we know we can get a fair trial. Yeah. So she's withholding quid pro quo until I know I can get what I want. So she's not only (laughs) obstructing Congress and their articles of impeachment, but it's an abuse of power as a Speaker of the House. Yeah. I mean, the hypocrisy of of this whole deal is So because the Senate is Republican held, the Democrats don't think that they're going to get a fair trial in their impeachment. Which is the same, same thing, thing that Republicans yes, said exactly. about the Democratic-led House. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this isn't going to be fair. You're having meetings behind closed doors. You won't let us call witnesses right. that we want to call. What the crap is going on? Which mm-hmm. is the pure sign of the fact that it's partisan politics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you know, and here's the thing. Here's what's dangerous, and here's what everybody's saying. You know, God bless Louis Gomer who got up there and said, you know, all these guys who have been outspoken, in the House who have said, you do this now, and it's never going to end. It's going to happen with every president that comes along. Yep. True. And we're seeing that because things have gotten so partisan. The Democrats know their plan. They know if they turn it over to the Republicans, the Republicans are going to do the exact same yeah. thing. Oh, That's yeah. just the way it works. And I, somebody asked me a long time ago, they said, um, do you think we're going to have a civil war? And I said, no, we've gotten too lazy for that. Yeah. We've already picked the Kardashians. <laughs> that's right. How many yeah. lattes can you throw at each other yeah. before yeah. it's all over? Uh, at this so stage true. in the game, this is now about revolution because we're seeing seditious tyranny. Or we're seeing sedition right. with tyranny. And the the Democrats really are being tyrannical in the way they're doing these things. Like They're, they're lauding it over our heads with... You, you know, what are you going to do? You have no recourse yeah. of action to come back at us. Exactly. Do you not think that, that, that it's possible that we could have a northern United States and a southern United States for well, its overall? You know, okay. Kind of yeah. like a north and south what Korea? Think, I don't think it breaks up like that. Like, no. I think there's both sides on both sides. You just sides. want the south. Grand. You don't think yeah, there's yeah, mass yeah. migration? Yeah, but you don't uh, think people are going to constantly want more power? North, I don't think people don't are going to. So let me, let me break it to the left. Let me, let me, let me break this down for you. Here's how this is going to work, and, and y'all, let me show you how you're committing suicide. For instance, you want to get rid of the Electoral College. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to have middle America. Let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say from the California border over to the New York border, you're going to have middle America. That's going to be, you know, America 2.0. That's your, those are your red state people, your blue-collar, hard-working. Those are the people that feed America. Yeah. Right. All right, because they're going to break off and say, no, by God, we want our voice. And that's exactly what the Electoral College gives. Now, the folks out in the coastal places where there's 10 million people here and there, L.A., New York, Seattle, San Francisco, those places, they're going to say, yeah, finally, we can do a popular vote. We get what we want. The problem is, guess mm. what? You just cut off your bread line. Yeah. 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 You just cut off the people who feed you. So true. You just cut off middle America that grows your wheat and your grain and your corn and all of these people. And guess what? They're going to starve to death. Wait, those things have, don't they, just appear in Publix? I mean, it's amazing <clears throat> how Whole that Foods? happens. And this goes back to our whole democratic socialism, which to me is like saying gentle Nazi. Yeah. I don't like it. It's it's just, you know, you can you can butter it up all you want. It's still the same thing. This stuff doesn't just magically appear. And right. you've got the rest of America. Who was it the other week who said that, you know, this has just become about giving farmers a voice. You're damn right. That's exactly what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. Farmers that's are pretty what, important. That's <laughs> what the Electoral College is about, is giving those farmers those people a voice. Yeah. A voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody about the Electoral College, and they bring out the popular vote with Hillary Clinton and all this other kind of stuff. <clears throat> if you take away the Electoral College, the Electoral College is in place, like you just said, to give the flyover states a voice. But now the argument is, well, there's less people there, so why should they have a voice? Well, if you remove the sovereignty of having a state in the first place because that state doesn't have as many people, then why the crap do we have states? You know, why do we have all this separation, right? So if you remove the Electoral College, the first thing that's going to happen is all these states that no longer matter, they're either going to, A, have mass exodus, Mm -hmm. okay, or, B, they're just going to quit caring. So if they have mass exodus, these states that count are going to have mass economic collapse because they're not going to be able 
to support all these people coming in. Prices are going to skyrocket out the roof. It's going to be a massive economic disaster. But also, Trump would have won in 2016 if it was a popular vote because he would have changed how he did his campaign to win a popular vote vote. That's a great point. If you are trying to win an electoral college, you pick a party, you pick a side, you do what you have to do to sway that state to believe that your plan and your party has it right. Yeah. If you're trying to win a popular vote, you just simply say whatever the crap you got to say in the most populated okay. areas yeah. and you win. When I was in eighth grade, I ran for um, class president. Did okay? you win? I didn't win. Let me tell you why I didn't win. Let me, let me tell you why I did not win. I had the best posters. I had the most creativity. I was had the outreach. Even gave the best speeches. Did you wear to the, the hat student. back then? No, I wore the boots, but I didn't wear the hat. You weren't okay. popular though, were you? And uh, I was I was reasonably popular. Oh. It, was, it was me and another boy. His name was Rocky Laster. Oh, good there's name. There's your Rocky yeah, right there. Laster. But let me tell you, Rocky, Rocky was dumber than a bag of hammers. God bless him. <laughs> God bless Rocky. But let me tell you what Rocky did. Rocky went in and gave his speech, and he said, "We're going to put vending machines." Oh, yeah. We're going to give you student lunches with choice. Nice. We're going to give you pizza, burgers. Yeah, can't do any of it. We're, We're going to have a fry bar. <laughs> We're gonna, you know, I mean, he started promising, but the vending machines and all these things. And I'm like, well, he can't give you that. Mm-hmm. He got elected. But no one cares. Yeah, right. Because, like those and you know what? Promises. We never got any of that stuff. Yeah. Ever. But he won the election based on that. And that's what we're seeing today. These guys can come in here. You watch the Democratic debates, which I don't know why you would, but I can just summarize it's it. Rough. They're not talking about the economy. They're talking about race issues. They're talking about yep. reparations, free college, health care, all of these things. They're talking about how Trump is horrible, orange man bad. We've heard that over and over. Yep. That's what you're hearing. Um and you're right, because look at where Hillary Clinton did not campaign in the 2016 election. Yeah. So many places she didn't go, she should have gone. Hindsight's 2020, because again, she was trying to go after that popular vote. If I get the coastal elites, well, I should win this thing over. It was not a smart strategy at all. Now, tell me that the most wrapped about guy in popular culture in history, Donald Trump, who, Everybody has, loved who Donald is Trump. everywhere from Manhattan to Hollywood. Yeah. They love him. You think that man couldn't have campaigned to his people and said the things that they wanted to hear in order to get elected if this was a power grab? Yeah. He didn't do that. And let me tell you something. I've been to Hollywood a lot. I'm represented out of Hollywood. Other than the hydroponic weed farms, I've never seen any fruits and vegetables being grown in West Hollywood. They're yeah. growing all kind of weird HIV stuff, but they <laughs> But I've never seen anything they you can needle eat. Farms. Say, needle okay. farms. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree, man. I, I think that at the end of the day, people are just trying to change it because they're trying to come up with excuses for why they lost. And they seem to be trying to just change our group and change our way of life and our culture and our establishment. I think that 2020... The next 11 months are going to be insane. I think uh, 2016 made a lot of our, if you could call it, careers uh, in a sense. I know that you surged. I surged in 2016. I think that the next 10, 11 months are just going to be complete and absolute insanity. It's going to be that way. It is going to be ridiculous. And that's, you know, let me ask you all a question. So what does a post-Trump America look like? Let's say Trump were to get out of office in this next year what do y'all think i mean what's your opinion on that i asked dinesh d'souza the same thing and and no question things have changed if something oh, yeah. uh, you're talking about a, if something well, let's say let's say he, doesn't, he doesn't, get doesn't get elected oh, he doesn't, he doesn't get, elected. get elected let's say we're by some weird happenstance were to be impeached and and put out of office obviously you got uh, pence there but let's say Post he doesn't Trump. win election. Yeah. Okay. Let's say if he doesn't win election in 2020, the grand scale things that I see happening is I see whoever the Democratic Socialist is that they put in office, I see a massive hysterical push to change everything that Trump did to enforce every single one of these insane political agendas that they're wanting uh, to Uh, go after and i see people like texas things like that not having any part of it and i do i could see that if the government tries to go so extreme i do i see i see there being a much bigger issue Mm -hmm. than people are giving it credit for because i'm telling you right now mississippi louisiana georgia alabama Alabama, texas they ain't gonna put up with all that nonsense man but you gotta remember there's so much farmland everywhere 
I mean, there's, yeah. there may be New York's huge, but most of it well, is what? And let me say, Farmers. there's a lot in New York, upstate New York, yeah. perfectly different from, let's say, Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, California, the same way. You exactly. know, my most supportive state in the country, year in and year out touring, is California. That's oh. crazy. 15 shows a year, they all show up. Wow. I got two coming up in January one in Visalia, California, one in Bakersfield, California. Those are repeat performances there, same theaters. They mm. show up out there because it is predominantly red thinking people. They're farmers, they're ranchers. It's the number one state in the country for agriculture. You just have those coastal cities, those elites that control it, and the bureaucracy's absolutely screwing people who unfortunately live in a state that exists to take your money. Now, let me tell you my plan. Uh, let me tell you my idea. This is my oh, theory. Because okay. I'm about to do a deal on the Chad Prather Show. Uh, we're going to talk about the California Mafia, which would be the Pelosi's and the Newsom's and the Keddies and, and all these people and all these people and how they have their little minions like Schiff and Harris and, and Swalwell and those folks. Uh, and, okay, so they they're driving it into the ground. So that the only people who are left with anything are the ones in power. It's a Venezuela. So the closest thing they can do to Venezuela if they can't enact socialism is under a capitalistic deal is drive it so far in the ground that they bury the capitalists and they're the ones left on top of the heap. Mm. Mm. And I think that what they're doing is they want to see that happen all across the United States. They want to do that because if they can't crash the system using socialism, and that's a Soros ploy. If mm-hmm. they can't crash the system doing that, they're going to crash it using capitalism. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's but the results are the same. It's yeah. weird how, like, the term democratic socialism, right? They say, well, Medicare and social social security, and they bring up all these things. They're like, we already live in this socialist, yeah. whatever. I don't understand why they use the term. Then <laughs> it's like, why don't you just come up with your exactly. policies to, you know, and I've to always put said, it in Jake, place? I said, you know, social programs is not socialism. Right. And by Correct. the way, people that want to talk about Nordic countries, the Sweden, the Finland, the mm-hmm. Denmark, those people don't like being called socialist countries because right. they're not. Yeah, they're not. They are constitutionally governed. They they deal with elections. They do these things. There's a lot of capitalism there. Yes, they have yeah. an expanded. Form of social. And they're spending programs. their parents' money too. But there's five million of them. What twelve people live in Stockholm? We got, I, I, I also, I, mean, I also like I mean, whenever they bring up all these countries. I'm like, oh, countries that are 98 percent white, right? Are yeah. the ones we're trying to be like? Exactly. Like Sweden. It's like that. when they they ran that. I don't want to get in all that, but when they ran that poster of all the girls that were running for Miss Scotland and they were all oh, white, yeah. they were all like, all well, white. where is the diversity? I'm like, it's Scotland <laughs> or Miss Korea. Miss Korea. They're well, all you Korean. know what? Scotland also doesn't give a crap about diversity no. either. That's what. Right. That's the thing these people don't realize. Well, why are they all this? Because that's the way they want it right yeah but americans have to you know fit that mold not no. korea not africa not mexico not anybody i agree but we have to we're the melting pot so we have to show our diversity but the know? thing is with a melting pot you still and i'm so sick of people apologizing for american culture yeah. So yes. what we think of a melting pot is people think, well, we just come in here and all of our cultures just coexist. No, we come in and embrace American culture, exactly. right. a constitutional culture. So that's why we talk about Sharia law can't coexist with the Constitution of the United States. We can't do those ideologies that don't fit, and it's okay to be an American. Mm-hmm. And I will welcome anybody of any creed, any color, any religion, any background. I don't care. If you're willing to come in here legally and do what it takes to become an American citizen, I will be the first person to embrace you with open arms. I hope you become my neighbor right. because it tells me something about you. I know what you went through. I know what you did to be here. Right. And I talk to those people all the time. And, and let me tell you, there, there's, there, I've never met a conservative that wouldn't say the exact same thing. Right. I agree. Yeah, uh, any sane sure. conservative. Uh, yeah. All right. So oh, there's some nut jobs. Let's jump past 2020 because I think that we're all going to do our jobs and Trump's going to get it again. Landslide, curb stomp. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. For sure. I think I think the <laughs> only place I think the only states he <laughs> won't win are New York and California. I and I think a miracle could happen. I think a miracle could happen in California. I think people are so ridiculously fed up. See, I agree. A lot of people I know from California are just they're sick of it. They're, yeah, they're, they're sick moving. Of it. They are they're moving. moving. Seven hundred thousand of them left California this year. That is true. Wow. All right. Um, and a good portion of that wound up in Texas. Leave yep. your politics at the state line, please. Yes. But, but 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 real quick, let's go past 2020, 2024. That's what I'm worried about. <clears throat> Who's going to be the candidate for, for Republicans? Uh, you know, <coughs> Junior could possibly be. Uh, there, there's a possibility for that. A lot of people um, say that the Trumps could be the new Bush family. Could be. Um, hmm. 
Interesting. You know, I, our friend Dan Crenshaw, I've often, you know, mm-hmm. chided him a little bit by saying, come on, dude, you're running. And he, he's never said no. I think yeah. I think, I think, think Dan's interested in a possible VP. Yeah. Maybe uh, Nikki Haley Crenshaw. I like Nikki Crenshaw Haley Crenshaw. Ticket. Yeah. It's going to okay. happen, and I would really like to see it happen to a Republican candidate, a female right. president. But does it not um, seem like the tide always turns? I mean, usually after yeah. two, it usually goes swings. back to this, yeah. and it just swings, well, usually, which is what's scary me about twenty twenty four. But but it can. I mean, it, it can. cannot happen. I do like that idea of Nikki Haley, though. Yeah, I, like I, I I would vote for her in a heartbeat. I would but she's too. a sweetheart. Yeah, and so Dan has just enough of that grit about the man him. lost an eye. I know. That's yeah. what well, she's a, she is a sweetheart, but she oh, can yeah. hold she her can, own. She can be a witch on wheels. Yeah, she yeah. can't. I Will mean, Candace yeah. be old enough in 2024? Nah, I, I don't, don't think, think so. Think, no. As powerful as Candace has become. I like yeah. Crenshaw. It'd be hilarious, think, too, because the left would come out against her. It's like, well, there's your black woman. Yeah. President. I don't you know the they Christ- say she's you know, basically the, not now. I think Candace has made her she's bed. She's a yeah. yes. I think don't Candace you know? has made her, be- made her bed, and she's doing what she was supposed to do. Love Candace. She's a great friend. She's coming on the show later. But, I mean, she has really uh, she's a face of her cemented what she wants to be a part of. Yeah. This this mass exiting of blacks have to be Democrats type thing. Like, like that is her goal and her mission. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Candace Owens running for president one day. I don't know if she's necessarily putting her hands in enough stuff. Does that make sense? I don't even know if she would want to. I think yeah, it's exactly. That, you know, I don't want to. I mean, like I, I, I wouldn't don't want, want to, to either. Yeah. Me because either, guys. It, because it limits <laughs> it limits my voice in some ways, and I see exactly. a lot of people. Does does a, does a Candace Owens, does a Graham Allen have the IQ, the the intelligence, the emotional quotient no, to do that? No, the answer is no. It, you do. No, and, and you could do that. No. You could do that. But you know, my thinking there is: Do you want to do it? One and two. If Candace were to do that, I think she would be losing a little bit of her ability of of say things of, how of, she of says what it. she's doing. Yeah. And maybe maybe twenty years down the road. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, when maybe. she is a person who is experienced in terms of diplomacy. She's and like the an aggressive that, Oprah. Yeah. She, what about she, she, uh, in the 80s? <laughs> aggressive Oprah smoking hot Oprah. What about this? I'm going to put my cards on Kanye 2024. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I hope he's Him and Dwayne Johnson? He's definitely going to run. Actually, I've heard rumors of Dwayne Johnson, governor of California. Yeah, that's what we've heard. Could happen. He could pull a governor of California. He could governor. And I'll tell you, I like Dwayne Johnson. I think that... I think he's a common sense guy. I think he's guy. a closet conservative. I think I think so. I think a lot I of them so are. Uh, you know, historically speaking, he has been open about you know using conservative language. Uh, I like him. He's a common sense guy. And the thing is, he's a hustler and he goes out and gets it and he wins. Yeah. Whatever he does. So you know, hey, who knows? he makes Could money too. You know, he's a millionaire. So yeah. most most millionaires are uh, conservative. Good Lord, when Got the Hodge twins Hodge come around. Twins Let's put the Hodge twins. Hodge twins are fixing to come on. Let's put the Hodge uh, twins in office. But real quick, Chad. It's always a beautiful time having you on the Ain't office. It? On the office I mean, in the okay. studio. <laughs> having you on the office. The Here's the show. office. Uh, anyway, you've always been a solid friend to us. We love everything you do. Where can they fit, find out what's going on? The with Chad you? Prather Show. The Chad Prather Show podcast. <laughs> we're on uh, Monday through Thursday nights, and you can get us on YouTube. Just search Chad Prather, or of course, where podcasts are offered. Watch. Chad.com is the website has all the tour dates it's really a one stop shop go buy some merchandise oh, yeah. the podcast. go check out Chad Prather I'm a closet fan of Chad I that's love all we have for this episode of the Dear America podcast Jake where can they find you find me on Instagram at producer underscore Jake Alyssa Instagram at Alyssa Allen and of course I am Graham Allen you know that because you're listening to my show thank you so much for listening to this Pretty episode of the Dear America show. podcast <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you again next time.